The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, I have much more to tell you, but you cannot bear it now. But when he comes, the spirit of truth, he will guide you to all the truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and will declare to you the things that are coming. He will glorify me because he will take from what that is mine and declare it to you. Everything that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I told you that he will take from what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. As human beings, we tend to be fascinated by mystery. It draws our attention. And we like to see mysteries resolved. We want answers. Can you imagine going to a movie in which a mystery is left unresolved? We would be angry. We would feel that we were denied something. there are certain things that go beyond our capacity to understand. For instance, the cosmos. It seems the more that science learns, the greater the mysteries become. That's part of God's wisdom, too. But today we celebrate the greatest of all mysteries, the infinite mystery, the mystery of God's own life, the mystery of the Trinity. You know, there are some Christian denominations that simply will not accept that. They won't accept the divinity of Christ. They won't accept the Trinity. Mormons don't. Jehovah's Witnesses don't. Because it's too much of a mystery. We want to get rid of the mystery. We want to make it understandable. One God, one person, yes, I can understand that. Same thing in Islam. The idea of the Trinity is abhorrent to them. And of course that's true with Jewish people too. And of course the, the greatest of all heresies was Arianism, which we know, which denied the divinity of Christ and the Trinity. It's a very popular heresy, and it comes back every now and then. In fact, it's always with us. So we come to this mystery of the Trinity. And every year I have to preach on this, and it's difficult to preach upon something that none of us can really understand. We know that there are one God and three persons. We know, for instance, there is one nature, divine, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit each infinite. Infinity escapes us. Oh, the category of numbers in a straight line, that's a potential infinity. You can always add one more. We're talking about actual infinity. Even that sort of confuses us, doesn't it? What what does it mean? Remember, Remember, nature answers the question, what? What this is? What am I, human? What is that, a rock? What is that, a fire? What is that, a dog? That tells you what something is. Person tells you who. 
Jim Jones, Susie Smith, St. Michael the Archangel. So we know then, in our experience, one human, one person. And all of a sudden in God, we have one what and three who's. Now, as I've said before, seminary professors never make it that easy. Uh, it's, 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 it's their job to make things complicated that otherwise wouldn't be. Um, and we can't grasp that. That's infinite, too. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We know that. We can love the Trinity. We, can have, a great, we have a relationship with the Trinity, but we cannot grasp the Trinity. And that sometimes does frustrate us. But how can we expect to grasp God's life anyway? God's life is bound to be mystery, and a mystery far beyond anything that we can ever understand. And yet, that trinity comes to dwell in us at baptism. Imagine, God dwells in us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We only lose that indwelling through mortal sin. Of course, God always wants to give it back to us when we confess our sins. But then that life is meant to grow in us all of our lives, too. As we respond to grace, we receive more of it, and that life continues to grow even into the kingdom of heaven. And so, today we come to rejoice in that mystery. You remember, St. Augustine said, if you think that you understand the Trinity, you don't understand the Trinity. And you remember also he was walking along the seashore, and he he was trying to understand the Trinity. And he wrote beautifully on the Trinity, too. And there was a little boy, as you recall, sitting there. Uh, He dug a hole. And he had a shell. He was taking the water from the ocean, putting, emptying it into the hole. And St. Augustine said, what are you trying to do? He said, I'm going to empty the ocean into this hole. And St. Augustine realized that that was like trying to understand the Trinity. You simply couldn't do it. Uh, but nevertheless, the beauty of that Trinity we can know, person by person, as I said, that Trinity dwells within us. And in a sense, it's like this. The Father has one thought from all eternity. One thought. The truth. And that thought is a person. He doesn't cause it. It's there. And the love between those two persons is the Holy Spirit. It's a person. That helps us understand, but even then, it leaves us somewhat confused, doesn't it? In a way. Because we now begin to see the Trinity in our own experience. Since God is always revealing himself through his works, if you look around, we can see that. And in one sense, um, the family is the most beautiful example of the Trinity. We have the father, son, father, husband and wife, and child. So product of love is a person. And so God then gives that to us. How wonderful. I remember once, though, I think I mentioned this, I was discussing the Trinity in a catechism class, and one girl said to me, oh, stop talking, I'm getting a headache. Uh, Just too much for her to try to think about. Um, But here we experience the Trinity in a very hands-on, close sort of way. Because it's in the liturgy that it's offered to the Father in union with the Son through the Holy, 
through the Holy Spirit. We even say that at the end, through him, with him, in him. In the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen. This is the greatest act of worship. Um, this is the act of worship of God it, as Trinity. And even then it goes beyond that because the Trinity comes to us in that way. Now, again, we remain lost in that because it goes beyond our comprehension. And we find ourselves somewhat confused uh, as a result of it. I'm going to read you three antiphons. I'm sorry if it took me so long to find it. From today's office, in which it describes the Trinity. Uh, I'm a, again, I emphasize the indwelling of the Trinity. We can speak to God dwelling within us and get to know Him. Again, that life is supposed to grow. Here's what, it's, here's what the reflections are um, it says, The Father is love, the Son is grace. The Holy Spirit is their bond of fellowship. And then again, the Father utters the truth. The Son is the truth he utters. And the Holy Spirit is truth. But then again, you see, it's like the cosmos. The more that scientists learn, the greater the mystery becomes. I could go on and talk about the Trinity for a long time, but the more I talk about the Trinity... It seems that sometimes the more confusing it gets. And I probably should stop now. Um, in fact, I will. <laughs> Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you rejoicing in your Son and the Holy Spirit and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that her members possessing the indwelling of the Trinity may always be visible signs of God's presence, we pray to the Lord. For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they may come to know the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as revealed through the Church, we pray to the Lord. Lord For all those who are sick and suffering and dying, that in their suffering they may know that they are united to God dwelling within them. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have rejected faith, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life, especially life in the womb, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations of priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will be visible signs of God's love and presence, for greater reverence for the mystery of the Trinity in marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having spent time in the presence of the Lord, they may then be visible signs of God's kingdom. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all those working on our building project, that they will remain safe. We pray to the Lord. Lord for all those on pilgrimage to Craig Springs this weekend, especially those of our of our own parishioners who are on that pilgrimage, we pray to the Lord. Lord for the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, 
all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that the life of the Trinity may grow in us day by day, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We now join our prayers to those of the Mother of the Lord as we sing. Mm-hmm.